Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by chemistry expert Bob Lowry. We're going to go over some tips on having a service account that is a short-term rental or an Airbnb, and we'll go over some things to look for if you're going to do service on one of these accounts that has a lot of different people coming in and using the pool or spa. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Let's, um, let's switch gears now and let's talk about something that I think a lot of pool professionals are running into out there, and that's short-term rentals, Airbnb with a pool or a spa, what are, you, what are some of the challenges? I, I know from the guys that I talk to, but some of them are, but what are you hearing about what are the challenges of doing a pool, which is basically a commercial pool in a residential setting in, in, all, in all intents and purposes, right? That's exactly right. In fact, I just had two days ago, I had a conversation with a guy and, and you know, I said, if you have a pool, it's a BNB pool. It is a commercial pool. And and you really need to treat it that way, that it is a commercial pool. And you also have to realize that many times these Airbnbs are places where people, they rent them and have parties. You know, they don't rent them to just sit in the sun by the pool. They rent them because they invite 20 of their friends over to have a party. You know, and so you got a bunch of people in the pool. They, it's not their house. They don't care. It's a rental. And people put, you know, barbecued chicken in the pool and beers and whatever. There's a lot more junk in the pool and there's a lot more stuff. And you need to treat that pool like it's a commercial pool. And I even wrote in a in a uh, in a Facebook uh, uh, message the other day that that people in the United States will sue you over a lot of things, and if they get sick from getting in that pool, they're going to sue the homeowner, and the homeowner is going to say, "Man, I don't take care of the pool. I've got a pool company that takes care of that." Mm. Well, guess what? You're on the hook. And yeah. if they get sick, if they get a cryptosporidium outbreak, if they get diarrhea, an ear infection, an eye infection, you know, you are charged with providing them with safe water, whatever that means. But it means different things to different people. But it means I'm not going to get a disease if I get in your pool. And, and you're charged with that responsibility. And yet the homeowner is having is renting the property out and who knows how many people are going to get in that pool. I think another problem too, is the turnaround time. Like you have one family coming in and then they leave at 10 AM 
And then at four in the afternoon, you have another family coming in. So it, it Absolutely. becomes. Absolutely. And, and you haven't got time to do that. You know, those pools, if you're going to have a BNP property, you should put in an automatic controller and at least try to keep up with the chlorine and the pH that's in the pool. You at least need to be doing that. And the homeowner needs to, to bear the cost of that. And you may even want to have the homeowner sign a waiver that says that you're not responsible if they're going to rent it out as a commercial property, that you're not responsible for, for you know, people if they get sick or whatever. A lot of these Airbnbs have a, a hot tub in it. And right. I think, you know, that even is That's harder. Even worse. Yeah. That's worse. You know, I I did the calculation the other day and and if you put um if you put three people in a hot tub for 20 minutes, the chlorine is zero. Hmm. Zero in 20 minutes. And that's if you had four to six parts per million to start with. Yeah. You're going to have zero chlorine in 20 minutes. And what are you going to come back in a week? Come back tomorrow? You know, you, you've got all of that time with all those different people getting in that water with different different bacteria on them and stuff, you can't protect the other bathers that way. I tell people, my advice to somebody, if you've got a, a BNB spa, um, I would say leave some monopersulfate, not dichlor or trichlor, because that's potentially dangerous. But whenever they get out of the spa, they put in one or two ounces of, of monopersulfate. Mm-hmm. And at least that will get rid of most of the the organics that they brought in with them, the, the sweat and the urine and the sunblock and the stuff like that. Um, at least it'll get rid of that. If you've got an Airbnb, if they're turning the property over every day, you better be out there every day. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to su- suggest is, you know, for someone servicing that whenever they have a new resident coming in, the owner should notify you just like they do the cleaning service to clean the place that the pool server should be out there. And, you know, I'm not even opposed to every time they switch over. I have, I have um, these hot tubs on my route, but they're not Airbnb, the above ground fiberglass. I drain them all the time. And I also have a sump, sump pump that I leave with the customer. So I, I leave one at their house. They're not that expensive, they're like 80 bucks or whatever. And why not drain it every time you get a new set of clients coming in you know most pool guys have a pretty good drain pump uh not even a you know an 80 dollar one but you know an expensive one that pumps 100 gallons a minute well mm-hmm. hell the thing's only you know three or four hundred gallons it's gonna take you what 10 minutes to pump it yeah. you know pump it out fill it back up put some some chemicals in and, and walk away and that would be the best advice I could give you because the water that's coming in there has already been treated and it's okay all you got to do is is put the you know put a little baking soda a little bit of chlorine in it turn the filter on let it run for a little bit you know and do it again when they when they got a new a new bunch of people get in there yeah, I think that's the only way to, to really do it properly. And then as far as the pool goes, I think you hit on it. They should treat it like a commercial pool with the, you know, with a liquid feeder automated with the, you know, whatever you can to make it a commercial type pool. I, You know, I really do think, and with the trichlor shortage, you know, you can't get enough chlorine in there with a 
with either a chlorine generator or with a trichlor, it doesn't dissolve fast enough. But you can get a liquid, a liquid controller put in a, you know, a little peristaltic pump, and and a reservoir of chlorine. Put a couple of gallons of chlorine in there. I wouldn't use a very big reservoir, and the reason is just to err on the side of safety. If it malfunctions and empties it, it's only going to put two gallons of chlorine in the pool. But if you put a 30-gallon carboy in there, <laughs> it could empty 30 gallons of chlorine in the pool if it doesn't work right. So I would just say use a couple of gallons for for the chlorine and set it up so it pumps up, you know, one or two parts per million of chlorine into the pool every day. And, and that's something you can calculate, too. I've been doing this for long enough that if you've got a 15,000-gallon pool, you need to put about 15 ounces of liquid chlorine into the pool every day to have one part per million. So you can set the, the peristaltic pump to come on maybe twice a day and pump in six or eight ounces of chlorine twice a day. Mm-hmm. And that'll put your one part per million of chlorine into the pool. And that's the same thing you do when you do with a trichlor. You set the little needle valve on it so that it dissolves and keeps keeps the chlorine level. The chlorine loss is about one part per million per day. So you set up a, a liquid chlorinator to, to uh, supply one part per million to that pool. Yeah, and I think the problem or the mistake that pool service pros make is that they treat it as a high-use residential pool, when in reality it's not. It's more of a commercial pool because of the different people coming in and out. Yeah, and and I go out to pools, too, that, that are obviously residential pools, but I went to a pool in Lake Havasu, and we got to talking to the guy, and I said, I don't understand why you're going through so much chlorine and stuff. And they go, well, that's because of Saturday. And I said, what happens on Saturday? Well, we have a softball game, and then they all the kids all come over and get in the pool. And I go, how many kids do you have in your pool? And they go, then in the 22? I got 22 kids getting in the pool every Saturday. And I said, I'm sorry, but you have a commercial pool. and 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 you need to treat it like that. You can't. You can't do one call a week when you've got a bather load of 22 kids in, in, in one afternoon. And to contact Bob Lowry, you can go to his website at pcti.online, and you can, of course, send him a message there. You can also look for his certified residential courses and when the next one will be offered in your area, as well as his tech bulletins. He tries to write one again once a month, and definitely you can read those to get really up-to-date on pool chemistry and all aspects of that. And if you're looking for the previous recordings I've done with Bob Lowry, go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to the podcast website. And then in the search box, just type in Bob Lowry, and that'll bring up about 20 different episodes that I recorded with him on pool chemistry, and you can listen to those at your leisure. I definitely recommend them because they're really a good uh, course or a good I guess, prepper on pool chemistry of every aspect. I think we've covered many different subjects from, you know, chlorine, cyanuric acid, um, to some strange things that may happen in a pool, algae, of course, and things of that nature. You can find all of those there on that podcast site. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. 
Real quick, if you're not using pool server software, try skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.